All right, good morning. Good to see you. Um, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody online as well, and glad you're, you're tuned in. Uh, and uh, this is our series called Love Does, and so we're going to talk about how love uh, works well when it's in, 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 and really only works when it's in action, when we're doing. And, uh, you know, one of the most famous verses in all the scripture says, for God so loved that he gave, right? So loving is always connected to action. And we're going to talk about that, the act of giving today, the act of giving. And uh, I want to talk about it in a lot of different ways, um, but I want to talk about it <clears throat> beyond money, but I want to include money. And it's one sort of slice, and as you see as we go through the, the message today, you'll sort of uh, hopefully see what I mean by that. But first of all, during this series, uh, we're doing these daily challenges, and, um, and so I thought I better get up here and sort of confess that I'm not doing well. And I just got to tell you a story, because I'm not. I mean, the other day, I'm thinking, okay, you got to look for, you know, little ways to serve and be kind to people, and, you know, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm trying to follow the email, but I'm not really weaving it into my life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No? Like, I, I, what am I supposed to do today? And then, so the other day, I was at Walmart, and, uh, um, you know, I mean, I just lose, like, coming in the front door, I just lose a piece of my Christianity, just coming in the front door. Is anybody with me? Like, just a part of it just falls away, and I just get in. All right, I, I get in more in the Roman centurion mode when I get there. Like, it's on. Whatever I got to tackle, it's on. And so, and I get through there, and I'm getting all the things I need to get. And, you know, I, I'm in, you know, I just get in a bad mood by the end anyway, because I'm thinking, why, why, why is it so complicated? And I get up there, and... I just seems like I remember the old days when checking out was like easier and it wasn't all like this work you had to do yourself and it never works anyway and you always have to flag somebody down. Is anybody with me? And so I just got tired. I'm getting in the old-fashioned line with the person. I'm there, you know, and I did it. And you got to wait a little longer, but I said, it's okay. And uh, I got there and there was this elderly lady at, at the front, and she was done. So you know, you know what you do. You count how many people are in front of you, right? And you shop lines. I mean, you've already had a shop for groceries. Now I've got to shop lines. And you, anybody? Like, anybody? Uh, okay, good. So I'm not, I'm not totally nuts. That's good to know. And I, oh, this one. Does anybody know where this is going? And because, why? Because this lady's already done, and there's just one person in front of me. So she's done, but she wasn't quite done. She had like the wallet out and like some coupons or something, and it went on. The almost done went on and on and on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And like, anybody, you like start to back the cart out and like, we're going to rethink this. Anybody with me? So I go over here and, and, uh, and I, I was just a little irritated at this lady. I know you'd never do, but I'm just confessing. So I was just a little irritated, like, ma'am, come on. You know, she's asking all these questions and going over things. And she finally left. And so I whipped my cart back in. I'm like, okay, we're back into progress, right? I'm not kidding you. She came back, right? <laughs> she came back because now at Walmart, you have to have a receipt to leave the door. And she didn't know where she put her receipt. And so she stops the whole production. 
And, uh, and, and so we're all sitting there. And she's like, excuse me, ma'am, I'm sorry. But I, did you give me my receipt? She asked the cashier. And the cashier said, yes, ma'am, I did give you. She goes, well, I, I, I don't have it. I can't find it. And I'm thinking, oh, my. I, I need, need to escort this lady out of Walmart. And, um, and then after a couple more minutes goes by, she goes, oh, here it is in my purse. Uh, I just did this. I just got some lotus going. I just... Is anybody with me? Like, serenity now. It's not over, my friends. This story's not over. I finally got up there. The lady in front of me was getting her groceries going, and I'm, I got the divider, and I'm, I'm to the belt. I'm feeling good. I'm at the belt, right? And I'm stacking it up there. I'm stacking it up there. I'm not kidding you. She came around this way. She goes, young man, I forgot some thread. Could I cut in front of you? This is a true story. Can you cut in front of me? Hmm. First thought, it didn't say it. First thought, I would like to take that thread and... Sh- First thought. I told, I'm just telling you, it's not working on me. The emails aren't good enough, Tim. And uh, I'm trying to get it... So, thank God I said yes, you can go in front of me. Is that what I wanted to say? Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I wanted to say. I want to say, you're ruining my day. And I thought, the audacity. Like, because I think I would never do that. To, I just wouldn't. I, I, I just, I can't. If I made that much of a mistake and I helped, I'm, I'm just like, I'm so, you know, I'd get in the back of the line. She just had no problem coming up there. Could I just cut in front of you? Because I just have to buy this one spool of thread. Now, here is, after it was all over and I, my blood pressure went down and everything, and I found Jesus again in the parking lot on the way back out. Here was my thought. Here was my thought. You know, why didn't I just pay for the thread? Oh, some of you, oh, you would have. I know. I know. I, I, I know. What's wrong with you, loser? But I, I, why, here's why. Too absorbed in myself. Right? I mean, the minute she left, I'm like, oh, I should have just paid for that. I should have told the lady, put that on my tab, scan it, and go... It would have saved me time. It would have been a nice gesture to her. But I was too... Does anybody else get too absorbed with yourself? Is anybody? Just me this morning? Okay, I'll go over here. No, 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 no. I, I understand, right? Does anybody get too absorbed with yourself? And so the, 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 really the idea that we're trying to get in this series is it's, it's almost simpler than that. It's like we just have to look beyond ourselves. What a simple way for this... You know, really sweet. Probably if I would have sat down with her, been probably the sweetest person I ever would have talked to. But what, is, what a simple way to do good. But what, I've, what I realize is they're around us every single day. Little chances to smile, to slow down, to give someone a break, you know, to let them cut in. God forbid. All the things that... How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand on this because you know who you are, but how many of you refuse to let someone cut in, right? Because you know they're trying to game the system and you're going to show them, right? Instead of like, oh, they didn't realize. and You have two ways of thinking about it, right? They didn't realize and they needed to get over it. No, I know them. Somehow you know them. They're trying to get, but maybe they just need you to hit the brakes and let them in. And, but that's really, that's really what life's about is these, are these little 
things. So I thought I would start with a little confession. That way um, I could get it off my chest. And two, you could realize it's not about doing any of this perfect, but it's, it's just about becoming aware that life is really about giving. And I want to read a scripture. Uh, it's from Second Corinthians. Um, and I, I really like this. I think this is helpful. It says this, Each one of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. In your what? Heart. This is important. Giving always comes from the heart. Any kind of giving always comes from the heart, should come from the heart. Not reluctantly. That's giving from your brain or your wallet or some other sort of thing. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. In other words, God, you know, it, it, it makes sense that you would give just because you want to, because it's free, because it's flowing from your heart. And so what I want to talk about is the key to giving, and more than that, how to get beyond, and I'm going to put it in quotes, giving. Just to get beyond giving altogether. One time Jesus said this, freely you have received, freely give. Let's say it together, very simple. Ready? Freely you have received, freely give. Now this makes sense if it's true. It makes sense if it's true. Uh, Jason, can you help me? There's a, there's a little jar over there that I'm going to need. It's right behind that curtain over there. It's, it's orange. If you come on up here, bring it here. This, is, this, this might help us a little bit. But freely you have received, freely you should give. All right? Thank you, my good friend. Oh, appreciate that. How are you this morning? Doing good. All right, looking good. <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, by the way, this is the best coffee, hands down, in the planet Earth, right here. I don't know what they got on Mars or any other places, but if you live on this planet, this is what you should be drinking, all right? Anyway, this is not a coffee. This is a, anybody know? Penny jar. Anybody have one of these at home? Who has one? Well, all right, and I, I, like, I like four. To, I have four. I didn't know which one to bring. Anybody have too many? <clears throat> So now we have a thing in our society called take a penny, what? Leave a penny. Take a penny, leave. Has anybody ever seen one of these? Right? Like at the gas station, right? There at the checkout. And uh, this little dish. And if, you know, if you've got extra pennies, you can just leave them there so you don't have to carry them around or have a big collection jar. And if you need a penny, you can just take one. And by the way, I have found this a very enriching exercise. Like I always come out of there with my pockets bulging because I've never seen a place where you can just take money freely. So I just take money. It's a strategy. And uh, no, the idea is you don't just go there just to take. <clears throat> it's a convenience thing. And uh, when I was a child, when I was a youngster, I collected pennies. And I almost brought my penny collection here today. Uh, but I collected, anybody, when you were a little kid, I collected pennies, you know. And so I was looking them up, and it had the little cardboard cover on it, and brilliant, uncirculated, you know, and this particular day. And I noticed that was my brother's handwriting on there, so I, kn- I must have stole it from his collection. Uh, another confession while I'm here, right? And... Uh, but trust me, he stole more of mine than I did of his. Trust me, that's true. Right? But I collected them. 
And I wanted them, and I held on to them, and I covered them, and put them in cases. And, and, and now, the truth is, now you get to a certain point in life, and I, I'm not by any means a wealthy man, independently wealthy, but I've gotten to the point in my life financially where I don't care about pennies. I don't know where you are in your life, and I'm not trying to... But I'm to the point financially, right? Here I am, superstar, where I don't care about pennies. I'm not too good. I just don't care. Does anybody with me? Happily leave them there. Rather have them in that dish than in my pocket. And because I, the other thing is, everybody else is sort of buying into this too because evidently we mostly feel the same way because they just sit out there freely and you can take them or you can give them. And we've moved to the place in our society where we just don't care that much. Some of you who are really sophisticated and follow, you know that there's even debates as to whether or not these should actually be minted anymore, right? Now, when you think about this, take a penny, leave a penny. Maybe the key to giving, whether it's giving money, whether it's giving somebody a break, Giving somebody your place in line. Giving grace in a conversation. Maybe the key is just moving to a new level in your own life where pennies don't matter as much anymore. How many parents have ever tried to get your children to move beyond an argument with each other? Can we just leave that alone? This is not that big of a deal. These are pennies you're dealing with here. Anybody? And yet they can't what? They can't let it go. And why can't they let it go oftentimes? Because they haven't moved beyond. They haven't matured to a level where they, this doesn't matter anymore. They're still at the stage of collecting, clinching on certain things. You see, our own maturity in life... Actually, see, now I am talking to you guys more because I think you guys need it, actually. That's why I'm over here. Um, don't they? You got to See? Uh, uh, you who are at home and live in Wild Lake, you need it the most. Let me really just talk to you. Seriously. Anyway. Um, uh, you move beyond it. You, you don't, you don't, it's not, you don't worry anymore. I, I can get another penny. Well, this guy said this about you. I, I can get that back. Um, let me take you a little, let me take you a little bit further. We're, we're getting, we're moving towards the, the, the story of, of Easter. And let me take you into part of this story. This is uh, John 19, and this is Jesus interacting with with Pontius Pilate, and this is such an important thing. And because uh, this is this is Jesus standing before Pilate, and it says, when Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. Now, this is this is you know so interesting for a lot of reasons, but. Pilate is there, and who should be afraid? If you're on trial before Pilate, most of us, our knees are buckling. But who's afraid in this situation? Pilate. What's Pilate afraid of? He's actually not afraid of Jesus right here. He's afraid of 
what? The crowds and his political position and holding on to his, his power. And what if the crowds shift their opinion this way and he has to report to Rome? And so he's a little nervous at how the crowds are going to react. And he's got the Jewish leaders and their authority and he's got other people. And he has to kind of politically keep it all under wraps, keep it all going smooth. And he's worried about his own power. He's worried about losing. And guess what? Whenever we're worried about losing, we're in trouble. He was afraid. All right, let's go to the next one. He goes back inside and he asks Jesus, where do you come from? He's like, who are you? Remember, they've been questioning him and questioning him and Jesus doesn't answer. He's just calm. And uh, Jesus wouldn't reply, and he, he didn't answer. Now, I love this. Pilate says to him, do you refuse to speak to me? Now, he like, kind of powers up on him a little bit. Do you refuse to speak to me? What's this? Do you, do you know who I am? Don't you realize? This is so clutch right here. Ready? Don't you realize I have the power to free you or crucify you. Don't you know? I, right here. Huh? Haven't you seen Gladiator? That was a joke. <laughs> Don't you know what I can do? And Jesus says something that's so profound. He goes, look, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. This is key. Everybody look here. Jesus saw something. Jesus knew something that this guy didn't know. He assumed that he had some power because of himself. I put myself in this position. I have control and I earn my place here. But what Jesus said is no. You didn't get this power from yourself or from your political savvy or from your family. This was given to you from somewhere else. And Jesus knew where the somewhere else was. This is, this is where you got your power. This is where you got your position. This is where you got your authority. Something happens to us. When our perspective about reality changes, giving, everybody look here, giving frees us the minute we realize the source of it all. You may say it differently. We're free to give, free to give, not grudgingly. Give someone a break, give them an apology, give them a whatever. We're free to do it when we realize that the whole universe is leave a penny, take a penny. The whole universe is that way. Jesus is not worried. I'm not worried if I lose a penny. Anybody ever lost your wallet? That'll worry you. Huh? Panic you. But has anybody ever lost a penny? The reality is you'd probably say, I don't know. Is this true? 
we had to say 99% was that I don't know. I wouldn't even know if I lost a penny. Why? You've matured past that. That's irrelevant to you. What's amazing is what happens in our life when we get to the point in our life where there's a saying, don't sweat the what? Small stuff. But here's the reality. As you mature in life, a lot more stuff becomes small. There's the key. As you mature in life, a lot more stuff becomes small. Who can remember throwing a fit over something that now just doesn't matter? I, I'll, give, I'll close my eyes because I know it's everybody, right? It's like, I threw, I, that doesn't matter. I threw a fit over it. I mean a fit. Like a four-year-old tantrum fit. Everybody, because we're, we're honest, it's, like, it's true of all of us. Like, why did I care so much about what they said about me? Why did I care so much about this? Why did I? But we did. It's because that's who we are, who we were at that point in our life. Little kids throw tantrums. Little immature adults, that's all of us at one point, or, right? We do the same thing. But as you mature, this is what's so huge. You learn that a lot of it is small. Because God is big. You learn that a lot of the stuff in life is small because God is big. And as you mature, it all starts to become small stuff. So listen, our actions and our reactions, our actions and our reactions are largely dependent on our perception of reality. There is Jesus and Pilate, and they had two completely different perceptions of reality. And one is operating in fear and in threat mode. Anybody ever been in fear and threat mode? Yeah. And anybody ever been on the other end of fear and threat mode? Yeah. But when you have a bad perception of reality, that life is scarce, scarcity, that's why Jesus kept trying to reassure everybody that the universe is abundant. The universe is abundant. Did you know what? I think it was like in 1972, they launched a, a, an object into space called Voyager. In 1972? And in like 2012, it left our solar system. Like kind of leaving the area of our sun, our star. Get this. Flying, I don't know, what is it, 38,000 miles an hour? Gary will tell me, 38,000, some crazy, ridiculous speed, flying through space. Guess what? They're thinking that in the next 40,000 years, it's going to come close to another star. Forty thousand years. think God's big enough to handle leave a penny, take a penny? He's kind of big. What am I trying to say? Your perception of reality affects deeply how you act and how you react. Let me take you again. And in John's gospel, just as as we're preparing for next, next week will be Palm Sunday, and then, and then the week after we'll have uh, uh, Good Friday and Easter. Into this story. 
Here's Jesus. John 13, it says, it's just before the Passover. Jesus knew, right? Jesus knew the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. This is what he knew. What you know helps you act and react. Having loved them who were in the world, he he loved them to the end. And then it goes on to say that Jesus knew. Jesus knew. One, two, three. Jesus, what? Knew. See, what your perception of reality affects how you act and how you react. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his, what? Don't take my penny. Don't take my penny. You just, this is things you just don't hear. Because you just go, one of many. Worried about pennies? I got all kinds of pennies. Jesus, I'm not worried about you saying something. I got all kinds of power. Worried about Pilate? Knowing that he had putting things under his power, and, and what, knowing this, that he had come from God and that he was returning to God. This is huge, right? I don't know if anybody is, but let's just say one of you were, like, a, let's say you're a child of, like, Bill Gates. You know what I mean? And, you know, somebody stole $100 from you. No, I, most of us, if someone steals a hundred bucks from me, like, yeah, they're going to get a look. You know, I don't know what kind of loot you're sitting on, but a hundred bucks to me, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a talk with you. But if you're the son of Bill Gates, it's, maybe on principle you're not happy that someone would steal from you, but at the end of the day, it's like, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. You see what Jesus did by his knowing he had come from God, he was returning to God, that, that his father had limit, unlimited resources of power. He's like, I, I just can't sweat this small stuff anymore. Remember Jesus saying, don't worry. Remember he's always saying, don't worry. Don't worry. Huh? The son of Bill Gates. I'm the son of Bill Gates. I can... Because you think Bill Gates is more powerful than God. Really, you do. But anyway, that's why I gave you that example. Anyway, it's, like, but it's something you can grab your mind around because you've got God infinite. And, but it, I, 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 I can just go to my father. I, trust me. You start to perceive reality in a completely different dimension and all of a sudden you're free. Some of you don't think you're really the son of God the daughter of the Almighty. That's important. It's important that it's not a religious thing for you, but it's a reality to you. That is your Father. That'll give you everything that you need. That'll take care of you. That He knows the number of hairs on your head. That you don't have to worry. Can you imagine? Why does the leave a penny, take a penny work? Well, because everybody's kind of moved past it. No one's panicking. 
Ah, grab the pennies. What's the reality? How many people have had this happen? Uh, the reality is if, if, if you need a dime, the guy will pull a dime out of the register eight times out of ten. I learned that. No, I mean, but they will. Yeah, here you go. Because it moved beyond it. The problem for a lot of us is just knowing that we have to move beyond. This was at the Last Supper. Jesus knew where he was coming from. He knew where he was going. He knew his father. He knew his riches. He knew his father's wealth. He knew his, that he had all. And, and so he didn't worry. He didn't sweat. And this is what allowed Jesus to do this profound act where he gets down on his knees. He takes a towel and he washes his disciples' feet. What allows us to do these kinds of things? Jesus wasn't washing the disciples' feet because he was challenged in a, in a, in a 30-day challenge from his online devotion. Jesus wasn't washing the disciples' feet so he could gain points with anybody. It, it spilled out of him because he had nothing to prove to anybody. When you know who your father is and you're settled and you've moved past it, by the way, that's why kids fight and do all these things. That's why they do, because they're, they're still trying to prove themselves. And that's actually healthy at their age. It's not healthy when they're 46, but it's fine when they're four and six. Anybody with me? It's just part of their, they're trying to establish them, that I'm important. I matter. My things matter. My toys matter. I'm, they're just building their identity. But then you move past it. Listen, this is so important. I want to... I wanna, Stick a couple things in here. Did you get a penny when you came in? Did you get a penny? All right. Okay. Sorry for you online. You don't get to participate in this one. Um, but I want, you to, uh, I want you to just go. I want you to pass your penny to somebody there. Pass it. And if you can hear, like pass it across the aisle. Can you pass yours to somebody? Pass it over to the, this direction. Can you pass it? Pass. You might want to get their name or something. Can you pass your penny? Good job. Pass it. Pass it around there. Pass it around. Hey, wait. All right, come. I didn't say mutiny. I just said pass the penny. I didn't say anything about mutiny. Bring it in. All right. Okay, first confession. Who didn't have a penny? Who didn't have a penny? All right. Now, all right, ready? Who didn't have a penny because they offered you one and you didn't take it? Anybody? Oh, a couple of you. A couple of you. No. Oh, thank you. No, it's okay. I'm not participating. Chris's childhood games, I'm not doing it. Right? I know you. I know your type. I'm good. Huh? I'm good. I got a lot of pennies. It's a silly thing. Ready? Here's what giving's about. I'm, I'm just funning you. Listen, here's what giving is about. Did you, did you notice how the, the, the mood in the, in the room just picked up? Everybody's, this is fun. It's like we're giving each other pennies. Is it just because it's during the sermon and you didn't have to listen for a minute? Or is it just, it's like it's church and we get to be like kids. All right, but here's the thing. It's... Uh, All of a sudden, the mood picked up. And here's the thing. Nobody was worried about getting one. 
No one panicked. Nobody. I didn't see any panicking. Like, yeah, you can have I think this person probably give me theirs. This is huge. If you get this, if you get this, it's huge. It will change your life. It will change everything about your life. It just, it just keeps flowing. I've been doing all sorts of reading about what theologians call the Trinity. And it has to do with how God the Father gives the Son, and the Son gives the Spirit, and the Spirit gives... And it just keeps going, keeps giving. There's no, there's no panic in the Trinity. There's no clenching. It just keeps going and flowing. Did you know how so much joy there was in the room for that time? But those of you... Listen, those of you that didn't receive, you weren't able to give. You just weren't able to. All giving starts with radical receiving. And realize, listen, listen, realizing how much God has given to us. Hasn't God been good to us? Haven't you been abundantly blessed? Isn't there so much more? Profoundly profoundly grateful for what God has already given. Freely you have received. Freely you can give. Listen to this. Sin, sin is when you stop the flow. Sin is when some guy in that row over there stands up and blocks the pennies from getting across the aisle. Got about such a stick him on his hands. He's collecting but not passing him on. He's receiving but not giving. He's blocking the flow. That could be of forgiveness. It could be of love. It could be, but it, money, it doesn't matter. It's just that it all keeps flowing, right? There's plenty of it. There's plenty of love. There's plenty of grace. There's pl- the, the whole universe is abundant with everything. Sin is when we try to stop it. This is so important. I want you to get this. We, we sin when we're afraid. It's usually when we sin the most. We're afraid. We're worried it's not going to keep coming to us. God says, no, it's going to come. Just let it go. Just forgive. Just move on. Just go. If you see yourself, this is important, as a part of that connection, as you see yourself as a part of this flow, right? You don't have to have big jars anymore. You just have a little dish. Leave a penny, take a penny. That's fine. Another one will come. You are the little red dish. That's you. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And when it leaves, you're not worried because it's going to come again. And you realize that it's abundant. I want to share a thought with you. We aren't punished for our sins. We're punished by our sins. You have to understand that. Most people that I know grew up with the idea that you are punished for your sins. You do something, there's somebody making a list, checking it twice, and getting ready to line up your punishment. No. 
God has no need or time. How many parents are need to punish your kids for their sins? If you do, you need to see somebody. I, I'm not saying you haven't ever wanted to. That's not what I'm saying. You have a need to. No. No. We're punished by them. Next thing you know, we got a jar of this. We got a jar of mayonnaise, right? We got a jar. We got, you ever seen a person that's too weighted down in the world? Yeah, you got to let it go. All you need is just this little. Jesus said, Give us today our daily bread. That's enough. 